Let's pray. Lord Jesus Christ, this Advent Sunday, would you open our hearts to hear the message that you have to say to us through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So we think on the first Sunday of Advent about Christ's coming in that first incarnation. We think about Christ's return and we think about the space in the middle. Advent means coming or arrival. And so we celebrate in this season uh, Jesus Christ being born in the first Advent, his first coming to earth. And uh, you probably noticed, uh, especially if you've been out and about on a walk, wherever it is that you live, that this year people are eagerly anticipating Jesus' arrival earlier than normal. I think it's to do with it being a COVID year and, uh, and us not really being sure about how we get to celebrate Christmas when so many of the things that we would normally do, uh, we, we can't do um, because events are being cancelled. Uh, if you're here in Maple Ridge, then we know events are cancelled here, and I'm well aware from news around the world that in other places, uh, the story is the same. Christmas is not going to look like Christmas will always look. So what can we do in those seasons? We can, uh, in this season when things are different, we can start by decorating our house even earlier than normal. I myself uh, would advocate decorating for Christmas about three days beforehand uh, because uh, really we shouldn't be celebrating Christmas in Advent. Um, probably a number of other clergy would say the same thing. But over time and through the influence of my family and my children, uh, I've softened somewhat. So, uh, so typically, okay, fine, when it's December, uh, then okay, we can begin to celebrate uh, Jesus' coming. But... Uh, this year was slightly different, and uh, so we put up some Christmas lights outside our house yesterday, and I kind of rationalized it thinking, well, it, this weekend is the first Sunday of Advent, so it's probably okay to put the lights up. But there is a sense of excitement, and we know what it is that we're excited about. Uh, for us as Christians, it's not just about putting lights on houses because it's Christmas time. It's putting lights on houses as we look to remember Jesus coming into the world, as we celebrate his first coming and we look towards his second coming. And so the theme of the first Sunday of Advent is all about hope. Our theme for Advent today is all about hope, and the world needs hope. If you agree with that, Give a thumbs up um, and write, a, maybe even write in the comments, the world needs hope. And I want to say that Jesus is the hope. So we look to Jesus coming again. The second advent I speak of looks to Christ coming again as the king. We had reign of Christ, Christ the King Sunday last week. Our, our reading uh, today from Mark's gospel um, reminds us that we look for the day when Christ will return in all his glory. We're in a season that is the, the now and the not yet, because Christ has both come but has not fully come again. And so we're in this space in the middle. The kingdom is here, but it's not kind of here fully yet. Advent is a season in three dimensions. There's a past, a present, and a future. As we look back to the past, we remember Christ's birth. 
and that's what we celebrate at Christmas. In the present, we recognize uh, that whilst Christ has come, the kingdom has come to earth in Christ being born in Bethlehem. You and I both know as we look around the world, it is not as God would have it be. And so we look to the future with hope. So let's talk about that today, Christ's first and second coming and the space in between. We prepare in this season for a celebration of Christmas where we tell the story. We have nativities and pageants and we've got a great one to look forward to this year, all being well, well not all being well, I mean uh, in, in all likelihood I should say it will be online um, and uh, we have a, a script that works so if we do get to come to church and have a small service for Christmas Eve we'll do that and if we don't uh, then we've got an online version. We've got some gift books so all the children in our congregation and uh, maybe grandchildren who you might normally bring to church or friends uh, you can think of, uh, we've got some lovely gift books um, called uh, 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 for um, the, the Christmas uh, story, it begins in Bethlehem, uh, it's a Christmas rhyme in, um, for nativity, that's the, the, uh, the name of it, um, but we'll have those and we'll find ways to get them so that you can enjoy those in your homes as you connect with the retelling of the story. We also tell the story through carols. You know, it's, um, it's wonderful when we can be out and about, um, maybe you're, you're, you're making one of your few trips into a shopping mall or a grocery store, and you hear the words of joy to the world. Uh, in, in most seasons, you would never hear a song that sings glory to Jesus Christ in a grocery store. But in this season, uh, somehow it's almost as though uh, people haven't quite realized uh, what the words actually say. And so we do get to enjoy those words which retell the Christmas story uh, from different perspectives in the joys of the old carols, which people will play as they say, as you're out and about. And two, we prepare in Advent to, to reenact some parts of the story. We might give thoughtful gifts. Uh, there's a, a great meme a number of you will have seen, I'm sure, that uh, perhaps if the Magi were coming this year, instead of bringing gold, frankincense, and myrrh, they would bring toilet tissue, uh, pasta, and hand sanitizer. Uh, it's a time also when things won't be like they were. Typically, we would act out part of the story as uh, Joseph had to return for a census, um, and that was why uh, they ended up taking the journey they did um, for Jesus to be born. They went back to the hometown. Right now, a lot of people aren't going back to the hometown. So some things will be the same. Other things this year will be different. The world around us is preparing to celebrate the incarnation, the birth of Christ. But many people just don't know that that's what they're doing. They put up Christmas lights because they're a joy and they brighten the streets. And if you're out walking the dog in the evening, I tell you it's much nicer at this time of year because there's a lot more uh, lights to see as you're out and about. But many people don't know what they're doing and why they're doing it. We're the ones as Christians who know the truth. Jesus says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And so we have the story to tell, the story of Christmas. And it's a story that we can bring with gentleness and with joy to all those who we encounter this season.
If you're writing a Christmas card, uh, maybe you've got a card already. I've, I've already had a couple of cards, thanks to those of you who've sent them and were really early. Uh, but but uh, as, as you send your cards, you might find some that have uh, a word of scripture uh, on the front or inside. But if not, you could write uh, one of the verses from the Bible uh, onto uh, the card as a way of just sharing the story. Maybe if you use social media, you could find a way of sharing. Uh, if you watch the start of the service, there's a little video um, that we did which has um, um, details of what's coming up for our Christmas services online. And this year is probably the easiest year uh, that there's ever been in the history of the church to invite people to church uh, because you can't come <laughs> and you can watch church in the comfort of your own home. And I heard a statistic from the UK that said around uh, one in four people had actually engaged with church online during the first lockdown. I haven't heard um, what the statistics are here in BC. Probably a little bit lower. Uh, but it's entirely possible this will be the year when people who wouldn't normally come into church for Christmas might be able to connect with church at home on their TV or computer. So you might just share with people uh, that that's a thing they can do. We're the ones who know the story of Jesus coming to earth, of what Christmas is really all about. I'm turning into a Charlie Brown moment there. I know a lot of you will love uh, that story too and that retelling. But let's use these things to share. This is what Christmas is about. It's about gifts. It's about light. It's about joy. It's about celebrating. It's about taking time to stop and reflect on the year. Yes, but ultimately, it's about Jesus. The world needs hope, and Jesus is the hope of the nations. We can show the truth of Jesus to people. We can have the words to explain what's going on. You know, and Christmas is never boring, no matter how many times we hear the story. Think for a minute about your favorite Christmas movie. Not necessarily a Christmas movie, but a movie that you watch every time it's Christmas. And, and if you look at younger children, uh, when they watch television, uh, they'll often watch the same program again and again, the same cartoon. They know what's going to happen, and there's an excitement in it. It's the same, too, for those of you that read books. Um, I, I remember um, we used to read a lot of Julia Donaldson books to our children, uh, like The Gruffalo. And we'd read the Gruffalo so many times that, you know, I could tell you the words now. Uh, I've, I've not got a script for this, but I could probably just, uh, just, just tell you the words. A mouse took a stroll in the deep, dark wood. And on it goes. I'll stop. Uh, but I do know the whole thing. And, uh, and, and the children would hear the story and really enjoy knowing exactly what's going to happen. But there's an enjoyment about being in the story. We can find ways this year to be in the story even if it looks different. Let's pray that this year we can pick up something new, a new angle, open our Bibles and see Christmas in a different light. Christ came and Christ will return. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again, as we often say in the communion prayer. A great 10-word summary of the Christian faith uh, right there in those words. We look forward to the day when Christ will come again. 
uh, Mark picks up the imagery of clouds and the portrayal uh, in the prophets of God's coming in judgment. Isaiah 13 verse 10. The stars of heaven and their constellations will not show their light. The rising sun will be darkened and the moon will give its light. Ezekiel 32, 7 and 8. When I snuff you out, I will cover the heavens and darken their stars. I will cover the sun with a cloud and the moon will not give its light. And the shining lights in the heavens I will darken over you. I will bring darkness over your land, declares the sovereign Lord. Imagery looking to Christ coming again. We don't know exactly what it's going to look like. What we know is that when Christ comes again, we'll know about it. And in the imagery in the Bible, there's all sorts of imagery, and, and we get into a lot of that in Advent, uh, like the imagery there is of, of hell. And, uh, and often this, this image of the, of the burning pit um, is one that captures the imagination. Uh, we'll get to that, I'm sure, in a later week. But I just say that as we look forward in Advent with hope, the reality for many people is hell is just being away from God. And the caricature uh, of, of the fire and, and all those things and a, and a devil with a pitchfork and horns um, is, 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 is a fun way to imagine it. But realistically, hell is not being with God. We believe as Christians that, that we will live forever in eternity with God, that God loves us. And so as we're in this season where we think about Christ coming again, we're reminded just how much God loves us. The words uh, Jesus says, they will stand the test of time, even though heaven and earth will pass away. It says in verse 31. And then at the end of the reading, we do not know the day or hour. We do not know the day or hour. We spend much of our lives waiting but we don't always realize we're doing it. The iPhone 12 just came out and people are waiting already for the iPhone 13. The Apple M1 chip has just come out, which looks quite exciting, and already there are videos popping up on YouTube about what's coming after the M1 chip. Uh, if you're not into computers, just ignore this bit. We might wait for a bus or a train or an airplane when we're traveling. Quite possibly at the moment, you have spent some time waiting for a package to arrive. And waiting for a package to arrive these days is extremely, uh, can be extremely tedious. With all the technology that there is, I had an email this week from Indigo, the bookstore. Um, I, I'm not mentioning any names of bookstores, but there you go, it was Indigo. Um, and uh, I had an email saying, uh, your package is out for delivery. Um, but the package didn't arrive, and at the end of the day, uh, when I logged on again to see what happened to, to the book that was on the way, uh, it said, your, your delivery has been rescheduled. And, and so there's that sense that, that even though we've got all this technology telling us it's coming, it's coming, it's coming tomorrow, it's coming, and then, oh no, it's not. Uh, we, we still have to wait. The reality is, with all the technology in the world, we still don't know the day or the hour. Had another package, delivered from another courier. I guess we've been doing a bit of uh, pre-Christmas online uh, gift shopping. I'm sure many of you have been uh, wise enough to get your shopping done nice and early too. Uh, if not, get to move on because the couriers are slowing down. Uh, but I actually had some packages arrived the day before they were due to be delivered. 
so this sense of not knowing the day or the hour when Jesus will return. We do not know the day or the hour. And it is more serious than just waiting for a book or a package to arrive. With the day or hour unknown, as Christians, we have to be disciplined. We have to remain faithful and watchful. Watchful in our own lives and behavior. Watchful that our faith doesn't slip from being active to inactive. The joy of watching church on the television at home is that you can just turn it on and there you are. But it's much harder to engage in church when you're sat at home. Why? Because you're not going to bump into somebody. You're not going to see the look in their eye that prompts your mind to say, I don't think they're okay, I'm just going to see how they are. So I would encourage you at the end of the service today, if you can spend a moment to pray, or maybe during the service someone will pop into your mind, just get in touch with them, call them, text them, whatever, whatever way you choose. Because our, our fellowship needs to carry on, even if we can't be in the same building. We don't know when Christ will come again, but we have the hope and the trust and the faith that he will. So as we prepare to celebrate Christmas, as we uh, look forward with hope to Christ coming again, to making all things new, we live in this in-between times. We live in the space and the void in between. We live in the light of the Christmas story, knowing that Jesus Christ, the kingdom of heaven, of God has come to earth, but it's not come in its entirety. It's not come in its final and perfect form. Essentially, we're in the beta testing phase. Sorry, another computer reference. Uh, but we're in the beta testing phase. We, we get an early preview right now, a glimpse of what heaven might be like. And you know what? There are plenty of bugs. There are glitches, and there is a virus. We're people living in the space between Christ's first coming and second coming. It makes for an uncomfortable place to be, a place where we don't have all the answers, but we hang on in faith with hope. Christ will come again. We're uncomfortable because we know things will be great. There will be a time when there is no more sorrow, where every tear is wiped from our eyes. And yet, we know too well things aren't great now. Living in this gap, this space means we have unanswered questions and we always will about life and faith, about why things happen or don't happen. It means we're not always going to understand or be able to explain what's happening around us. And yet, we have this hope of Jesus who will come again. And in the meantime, Jesus says, when you call on my name, I'll answer. When you pray in my name, I'll answer. So a few questions to think about as we begin this Advent season. How does waiting for Christ to return impact on our lives today? How do we live for Christ in the present? There's practical things we can do. You might find an Advent book or study. I know the diocese has got one on the website you can subscribe to. If you haven't got enough emails in your inbox, they'll send you another one every day, um, which will be uh, not trying to sell you anything, but it will be stories of, uh, of Advent from people around the diocese. 
There are books you can look at. Uh, Stephen Cottrell um, has written a book called Do Nothing, Christmas is Coming, uh, which uh, you can find online uh, on Amazon and other sites. Um, and uh, you can also just take some time to pray. Take some time to pray. Join in with morning prayer each day, uh, 9 o'clock on Facebook, uh, live, or maybe pray, um, if you'd rather, on your own in the peace and quiet. Light a candle uh, somewhere safe and pray. Advent is a three-dimensional season when we look back to the past, when we recognize our present, and we look forward in hope with the future. We are people of hope. We have a resurrection faith. Amen.